0: All right, welcome to the Carousel, the number one podcast for all the latest news, scoop, and rumors about the college basketball uh, coaching carousel. I'm your host Adam Gordon. Uh, our co-host Brian Burton could not be with us today, so I'm going solo. And uh, what a time to go solo! Holy cow, so much has happened in the last week. Uh, so many, so many new jobs open. So many hires. We'll get to all of that shortly. Um, Lots and lots to catch up on for sure, Um, but first, got to spend this this first opening few minutes here talking about what's gone on um, with hashtag not NCAA property, uh, the NIL movement uh, that players have started, uh, starting with Geo Baker and Jordan Bohannon uh, of Rutgers in Iowa, Uh, and uh, it's really kind of gone viral on Twitter and, and social media players are speaking out. They want, uh, they want rights to their name, image, and likeness. They want the ability to market themselves so that they can generate profit while they're in college. To me, this seems very, very logical. Um, And we've been very outspoken uh, on social media. I've literally, my nerves are frazzled. I've been getting into Twitter spats with people, stuff I don't usually do. But I, I'm just determined to keep this conversation going, shine a spotlight on it, and speak out and support these players. And, and frankly, I'm a little disappointed that more coaches haven't taken to social media or taken advantage of their, you know, platform and spoken out and supported these players. These athletes are literally sitting here in the bubble getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament. And they're they're putting a lot on the line by by speaking out about this issue that's very important. And I was just hoping that we would have more support and an outpouring of of uh, uh, support and just people voicing voicing their agreements and and having players' backs. I really feel like the coaching community has been pretty silent these last twenty four hours as players have spoken out. Uh, Demanding their name, image, and likeness, and I I feel like we're leaving the the athletes out to dry, and I don't think that's right. Uh, We talk about being for the athletes. Uh, Are you really for the athletes if you're sitting here silent and not not supporting your guys who are out there asking for uh, these very basic rights? I know it's a complicated issue, but I think this whole gray area. There's too much gray area. We can't pass NIL right now. I, I think that's a lot of. I think that's a cop out. And this issue has been punted and punted and punted. And uh, I think we're in a unique time where players have some leverage now. And uh, I just want, you know, I'll get off my soapbox here in a minute, but I do want to make sure that I use our platform here with Rising Coaches and make sure that the athletes know that we stand fully behind them uh, and fully support them with uh, NIL. And, And again, would love to see more coaches Take to social media and voice
1: the same support.
0: Okay, all right. I'm off my soapbox. Uh, I had to address that for sure. It's been uh, taking up a lot of my my time. Uh, It's really what I've dedicated all my time to the last two days, Uh, and we'll continue to to fight the good fight and hopefully make this change happen sooner rather than later. Okay, Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Brian Burton can't be with us today, so I'm going to jump right in. And we always start with some of the new hires. Uh, so let's let's jump right into it. Penn State made it official last week. They hired Micah Shrewsbury. Um, great hire. L- let me tell you about Micah. Um, I think he's a little bit unknown in this profession. Obviously, he was most recently at Purdue as an assistant coach. Um, and I think people knew he was with the Celtics. Uh, Micah was at Butler years and years ago with Brad Stevens. He's from that Butler tree. Um, and of course, when Brad went to the Celtics, he went with him. And, uh, so that just tells you a little bit about, you know, his coaching pedigree. Um, he's cut from that same cloth. He comes from the same, uh, background as Brad Stevens. And then obviously went and worked several years with Matt Painter, who's one of the other great coaches in our game. Uh, and so I have no doubt that Micah Shrewsbury is a great hire. Uh, and will be a great fit there at Penn State, and we'll we'll get them on the right track. Um, Okay, staying in the Northeast, Boston College made it it official, and this one came out of nowhere, uh, hiring my guy Earl Grant uh, from College of Charleston, and again, this shocked a lot of people, um, and there's the obvious question marks, like Earl doesn't necessarily have ties to the East Coast, um, specifically the Northeast. Um, I don't know that he's You know, I joke about this. Of course, he's been to Boston, but I joke like I don't even know if he's been to Boston before. Um, But Earl is one of the best people that you will ever meet in your life. He's also um, uniquely positive. He's like the most positive, uh, uplifting human being I've ever met. And you could put him in Mars to coach a team and I'd I'd be all in for it. So I don't think the fact that he's going from South Carolina to Boston is this huge deal that everyone's making it to be. Um, Earl Grant is smart. He works his tail off. He's a great person. And he's got a gift uh, that he makes people love him and he gets people to, to, to buy into him. And, uh, again, I think that travels. So congratulations to Earl. Excited to see uh, what he can do there. Obviously, Boston College, hard job um but um if anyone can do it it's earl. Uh okay, going right down the list, New Mexico hired Richard Patino. Our guy Richard was uh unemployed for maybe 12 hours. Uh was let go at Minnesota and quickly uh rebounded and got the New Mexico job. This one had been rumored for a long time. Uh, a lot of people saw this one coming, so I don't know that it was a huge shock. Um I'm all for it. Look, I don't know Richard Patino. Uh I think he's a good coach. He, did, he won at FIU, which is very hard to do uh, in his one season there. He, uh, he had a decent run there at Minnesota. But I, I'm a big believer in giving coaches a second chance. So if it didn't work out someplace, that doesn't mean write him off and never give him another opportunity. Um, it certainly helps, you know, who he is and, and his background, you know, got him this opportunity. But I hope he does well. We wish him the best there at New Mexico. It's a great job uh, tons of support. So hopefully they get it going there quickly. Uh, a, another one that was not a surprise, uh, Iowa state hired TJ Otzelberger from UNLV. Uh, he's a Midwest guy. Uh, this, this makes more sense than the UNL, him going to UNLV did. Um, so people are very excited about that at Iowa state and, uh, Steve Prohm did a great job. I think Steve Prome's a great coach, underrated, uh, he obviously had a rough a rough couple years here, um, but he's another guy that I would look for on a bounce back job. He
1: he he
0: deserves to be a head coach uh, and lead a program, and he's proven that he can win at a high level with what he did there uh, at the beginning of his tenure at Iowa State and what he did at Murray State. Um, so look for Steve Prohm's name to come up again soon. Uh, Albany, our guy Dwayne Killing's congratulations to him. Uh, he got the head coaching job there. He was most recently an assistant at Marquette. He had been at temple. Um, he is one of the most, uh, Matt Barnes house texted me this morning, our good friend, Matt. And, uh, Matt said, uh, you know, is there anyone more beloved in the coaching industry than Dwayne Killings? I don't know. It's a great point. Everybody loves Dwayne, but there's a reason because he treats people the right way. Um, and, uh, we're excited for his tenure there at Albany. Another a good job in the Northeast. And then the last one we'll get to before we get to all the new stuff and, and the stuff you guys want to hear about is McNeese State. This one was not expected to come open, and it's a little different because Heath Schroyer, the head coach, um, who, by the way, will be on the Right Fit podcast tomorrow. Um, Heath Schroyer was put into the athletic director position at the beginning of this season. So he was doing both. He was the head basketball coach and the athletic director. He stepped down from his title as basketball coach. He's just going to be the AD now and moved up his associate head coach, John Aiken, who we couldn't be happier for. John's had a, uh, if anyone deserves a break, it's John. He's had a rough year. They had a lot of uh, hurricane damage um, earlier this year. And, and uh, you know, just, what was it? Just two years ago, he, I believe, turned down Nichols State for the opportunity to go to McNeese um, and, and be with Coach Schroyer there. And, and anytime you do that, it's you know it's always a gamble. It's hard to get opportunities in this profession. So, really happy for John that it worked out for him, and and he is now the new head coach at McNeese State. So, congratulations, John. Okay, you guys ready to dive into all this, all these new openings? Uh, please, we want to make this. Uh, interactive. So if you have scoop, if you have an opinion, uh, if you've heard rumors, please uh, shoot us a text at 662-418-9031, uh, or you can DM, DM us, or you can comment on social media. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think about some of these jobs. One second, please. Oh, it's a lot of talking when you don't have your co-host here. Okay. Uh, Indiana. One of the one of the, big, the best jobs in college basketball came open. They let go of Archie Miller. Um, you know, uh, some big names here that have been thrown around. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, obviously, they have to hit a home run on this. John Beeline is, is you know, the big name. We've talked about it on the show before. His name's going to come up anytime there's an opening at a high major school this year. He's, he's the guy that everyone's waiting to see where he'll end up. Uh, is no better opportunity than Indiana. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't take a hard look at him. I don't know why he wouldn't take a hard look at it. Um, but obviously, John Beeline would be a great fit. And then Chris Beard, um, obviously, he was a manager at Indiana, I believe, for Bobby Knight way back in the day. Um, and he's done, you know, a tremendous job at Texas Tech turning that into a powerhouse. So, um, Chris Beard would would be phenomenal as well. A lot of other names floating around there will be interesting to see what they do. Um I think it's going to be one where they take another week or two. Um but I think obviously they're going to hire somebody with with a lot of juice in the profession. So uh that's number 1. Uh staying in the Midwest. The Paul came open. Um did I spell that right is the P capital? It doesn't look right, does it? Okay, I don't know. Um at this point I'm just talking to myself. Uh <laughs> so I think uh, I think that looks funny though. But anyways, DePaul came open. Uh, Dave Lato uh, was let go last week as well. Um, You got to think Porter Moser is their first call. What he's done at Loyola um, in Chicago down the street has been phenomenal. He's got them again. You know, it wasn't just the Final Four run. He's got them again in the top twenty-five headed into the tournament uh, this week. So um, he's proven. Uh, sustained success there at Loyola. Um, and that would be, you know, an obvious one. The other name that keeps coming up is Kenny Payne, obviously uh, one of the most renowned recruiters in college basketball. Um, and uh, will be interesting. I don't know if he'll take it. I don't know with, with what he's doing now um, with the Knicks. He has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of pull there. He's, he's, he's doing well. DePaul is a challenging, challenging job. Um They haven't had success for years and years. So it will be interesting uh, to see what happens there. Uh, Yeah, Brian Bender is texting me now. (laughs) He said, I need a water break. I I agree. I agree, Bender. Um, Okay, keep the comments coming, keep the texts coming. We'll keep moving right along. Um, Are there more big jobs that came open this week? Minnesota, as we mentioned, Richard Patino was let go and went straight to New Mexico. Um, I got to think. I got to think Richard Petino went like directly from the meeting with his AD at Minnesota, where he got let go, straight to a plane onto New Mexico, or at least into a Zoom with the AD there. But Minnesota's open, another challenging job, uh, but a good job. Uh, the names that keep popping up here Nico Medved, um, obviously, he's done a, a phenomenal job um, at his many stops, right? Starting at Furman, then going to Drake. Now Colorado State, those aren't easy places to win, by the way. Furman, he put on the map. Drake, uh, he he had winning 25-plus games. And now Colorado State, he'd be phenomenal um, with obvious ties to that area. The other name that came up the other day, Brian Dutcher. And at first I heard that, the head coach, of course, at San Diego State. I was like, why would Brian Dutcher leave San Diego uh, to go to Minnesota? That makes no sense. But I didn't realize his dad was the head coach of Minnesota. Um, I believe maybe in the 80s. Uh, and maybe he grew up around that environment. And so, you know, there may be some personal ties there. I still think, you know, sentiment is nice. Personal ties are, are lovely. I'm staying at San Diego State if that's me, but, um, you know, to each their own. Everyone, you, you never know what's going on with people and their decision making process. So um, that's an interesting one. Uh, okay, where are we going next? Let's go to UNLV. Uh, obviously that one's open because TJ left to go to Iowa state, leaving the vacancy there. Everybody's talking about big Rick Patino. Just do it. I mean, what are we debating about? Give he's coaching college basketball. It's not like he's been banished. You know, I know he he's had tons of scandal. I'm not condoning anything he's done throughout his career, but the man can coach the man's wearing an NCAA logo. Regardless, he's just doing it at Iona. Give him the UNLV job. Come on picture picture rick patino in vegas all the nice restaurants and
1: steakhouses he'll frequent uh he'll have that place rolling and winning at a high level so i'm all for that one there's my there's my water break It lasted all of six seconds okay um the other job
0: that came open uh in that region is utah they let uh they let big Larry go. Larry, uh, how do you say his last name? Kristo- Kristoviak? Kristoviak? I'm just going to say it quietly to make it sound like I said it right. right? Um, Larry Kristoviak. Um, I think Larry Kristoviak did a phenomenal job at Utah. I think this firing is insane. Uh, again, another case of having a couple down years and they let him go. But Utah is not a great job, I don't think. Um, Utah is a very challenging job. so um, you know i I really think this is a head scratcher for me. Um, but you know, I think they're they're looking at Craig Smith. um, I get it. He's done a phenomenal job there at Utah State. um and he'd be a great hire. He would be. um, I just don't love this this move, but uh, again, you never know what's going on behind the scenes with an administration. And uh, so we will be interesting to see, but Craig Smith is certainly the, the front runner here. Um, okay, moving right along, right? Earl Grant took the Boston College job leaving open College of Charleston. What a, what a job this is. If you guys haven't been to Charleston, South Carolina, you guys are missing out. Make sure you, after you get vaccinated or after COVID is over, make sure you make plans to go visit Charleston, it's lovely. Unbelievable food scene, great downtown area, and the campus is actually like right there downtown. Earl did a phenomenal job there. Um, this is a job that is one of the better jobs in their league, um, and so you've got an opportunity to hire somebody really, really good. Um, they've put some names on hoop dirt. I think earlier this morning, uh, people were talking about JD Powell, who was on staff there with Earl. I, I don't see that one. Um, JD's a great guy. Um, certainly put in his ears and, and would be deserving of the opportunity, but I think they go with a more established, proven winner, um, just because of the caliber of job it is. But you never know. Uh on Hoop dirt, they mentioned Lavelle Moton. Lavelle Moton at at uh NC Central has done an amazing job. Um, no one's won at a higher level than him. Um, I don't know, like everyone talks about Lavelle. Like, he doesn't get opportunities. I'm curious about that. Like, I, I think he should get opportunities at high major schools left and right. Absolutely. Um, he's phenomenal. I wonder if he does get some opportunities that he just turns down because of his situation there at NC State. I don't know. I don't know this. I don't have some inside information here. This College of Charleston job would be one that would make sense. This is, again, a phenomenal job. Um, I, think, I think he'd be, you know – I think it'd be a great move. I think it'd be a great move for, on both sides. I think it's a place he can be for another 20 years and win at a high level. So we'll see what happens there. A couple other names to get to. Matt Elkin told me to slow down and take my water breaks when I needed. it. So thank you, Matt. I needed that encouragement. Okay. Uh, other names that were mentioned, uh, College of Charleston, Will Jones at North Carolina A&T He's done a very good job there. He's won another not easy place to win. Um <coughs> excuse me. What about Dustin Kearns? Why not call Dustin Kearns up and see if he's interested? Uh he's won at Presbyterian, he's won at App State. Unbelievable. Very two very hard jobs. Um, he's he's from that south, you know. He I believe he went to Clemson, he's got South Carolina ties. Um, let's get, let's get DK on the phone and see if he's interested in the college of Charleston job. What about Wes Miller? Is that enough of a jump? UNC Greensboro College of Charleston? Probably not. I'm probably staying at Greensboro, um, and waiting for a high major
1: opportunity. But, uh, I'm very curious to see what happens there. Again, I think it's a really, really good job. Okay. what? Mason. Let me find my little George Mason banner. Here it is. Okay. George Mason, another great job.
0: They let Dave Paulson go. Uh, He wrote a beautiful uh, statement thanking the school and community for the opportunity. Coaches take note. If you get fired, that's what you should do. You should be graceful. You should thank everyone for the opportunity and move on. Um, Everyone's talking Kim English here as the front runner for this job. He'd be, he'd be good. He's obviously um, established himself as one of the most talked about assistant coaches in the profession. Um,
1: So it sounds like he's got a great opportunity here. We'll see. Um, And Chris Caputo, I I think this, I got to think Chris Caputo is
0: gotta be the first call. He's got to get an interview if nothing else. He's, Longtime assistant for Jim Laranega. He's at Miami. He was at George Mason when Larenega was there and they made the final four run. Um, Caputo has put in time. He's one of the sharpest guys in the business. He's can recruit, he can coach. Um, so it will be interesting. Two great names there. And they've also talked about Pat Kelsey. Um, Pat's obviously proven that he can win at a high level with what he's done at Winthrop. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Um, I don't know where they go this is another really good job they don't necessarily have to go with a a young up-and-coming assistant you can get somebody proven here at George Mason but sometimes you want that young guy with a little bit of excitement sometimes you want that sometimes you want something new it's exciting right you don't want to go with the same old same old so we'll see what happens at George Mason um another great job okay we got two more new jobs that came open. We got San Jose State. and We got South Carolina State. Okay, let's start with San Jose State. This isn't stuff that I've heard. This is just some names I'm going to throw out there. Why not take a good hard look at Marvin Menzies? Again, San Jose State is a really hard job. Not many people have won there. I think you need somebody who's proven that they can win. Marvin Menzies, obviously, his track record at New Mexico state was phenomenal. He won multiple, multiple league championships there. Um, and then, and really had a short, short tenure at UNLV three years. And I believe he won 20 games at least one of the three years, if not two. Uh, so it's not like it was a complete flop there. Um, why not give Marvin Menzies a look? Uh, another guy, Jim Hayford at, uh, Seattle. Uh, he, he, has proven time and time again he can win. That guy can coach. He was at Eastern Washington. Of course, we're going to talk Eastern Washington again here shortly with Shante Leggins and what he's been able to do to continue the success at Eastern Washington. But Jim was really the one that got Eastern Washington on the map uh, in the Big Sky Conference. I was in that conference at Northern Colorado at the time he came in to the league, and the guy can coach. He's got ties to, what, uh, Australia. He gets high IQ guys that can shoot. <clears throat> and he can and he can win, and he's he's won at the Division Two level, the low major level, and now he's doing a good job as well at
1: Seattle. Let's see, we got something. We got a text in. I got a text talking about Eric Raveno. I don't know what it's in relation to. Um, I love
0: Eric Raveno. He's the assistant coach at at Georgia Tech. He's the longtime head coach of Portland. Maybe. We're mentioning his name for San Jose State. He'd be great. Um, Again, a guy that can win at a high level. He he proved that he could win at Portland um, before he was let go. But sometimes you're just at one place for too long, and and those things happen. But, yeah, he'd be great at San Jose State. I like that one. Thanks for that text. Um, Okay, South Carolina State. Very hard job again. We got all kinds of hard jobs. We got great jobs. We got everything to talk about today. Um, South Carolina state is an interesting one. Um,
1: why not take a look at Mr. Carolina, Andre Gray. Andre's been on the rising coaches podcast before he's fantastic. He's been at every school in North and South Carolina. I believe
0: he's currently an assistant at UNC Greensboro and they've had tremendous success. He'd be a good fit there. Um, I'm going to throw out another name, young, unproven, <clears throat> How about Nick LaGroom Nick LaGroon's an assistant coach at Presbyterian. Obviously, I'm probably a little biased because I've worked with him at a few stops, but Nick's got head coaching experience um, at the high school level where he won a lot of games at Green Forest Academy in Atlanta and coached a lot of really good players. Um, and he's paid his dues. He's He's been doing it for quite a while now and, and been an assistant at two different Division I schools, three, di- three different Division I schools. Um, so... Yeah, why not look at Nick Lagroon? A little younger, a little, a little more unknown, but he'd be fantastic. Um, okay, that's all the new jobs. Okay, I think I just talked about fifty different jobs there um, in that short amount of time. Uh, but those are all the new ones. Let's kind of recap some of these other ones and give some updates on where we're at with some of these other jobs that have been open for a little while. Starting with Eastern Illinois. Okay. I don't know what's going on in Eastern Illinois. I do know that they are starting to move quickly. Um, They decided not to go with the search firm. They're handling that search internally. Uh, They have had initial conversations uh, with candidates. They're about to start the interview phase. And I think this one is going to start speeding up here. But I don't know. I kind of think it's going to, I think they're going to try to speed it up. I think as these interviews happen, I think they're going to run into some roadblocks. I think people don't fully understand the challenges and the limitations uh, financially that EIU has. I know a lot of people have seemed to be interested in it, but I think when people dig a little bit deeper, they're going to realize how challenging of a job it is. A couple of the names that you've heard for that one Marty Simmons, he'd be fantastic. Um Marty Simmons obviously he's at Clemson now, but was the head coach at uh Evansville for a long time. He's one of the best offensive minds in the business, hands down. If you ever watch their Evansville teams play, it was like uh it was like a beautiful thing to see it. Like their teams execute, they they downscreen, they flare, they rescreen, they back screen, they do it all. He's an offensive guru. There's no doubt if he got the job, they'd be one of the better coach teams in the league year in, year out. Um, So there's one. Um, Kyle Smith Peters is a guy that I mentioned I would be on the phone with right away, the head coach, John A. Logan. He's done an unbelievable job turning John A. Logan into a national powerhouse at the JUCO level. I've been to his practices. They're some of the best practices I've ever been to at any level. His guys compete. His guys are disciplined. He's got his guys dive all over the place and his guys are super, super talented because he can recruit. Um, I, I think he'd be foolish not to look at Kyle Smith Peters. Uh, the other, uh, Chris Hollander's name gets thrown around there. He'd be great. He's from that area, assistant coach at Missouri. Um, a little weird because he's in the Marty Simmons coaching tree, but he'd be
1: fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Uh, where are we going to next? Let's go to Fordham.
0: Fordham, uh, sounds like a cluster. Uh, it sounds like a mess. We got all kinds of conflicting sources of information out there. So we'll see how it plays out. The names we've talked about, Kyle Neptune, uh, Matt Langle at Colgate. I think those two guys are in the mix, but the two names that seem to have moved to the top and that we have the most conflicting information about is Jared Grasso, the head coach at Bryant and Tony Barbie. Sounds like uh, there's information coming out on behalf of both camps saying that each one uh, has the job. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. We'll see. Um, You know, there's so much misinformation that comes out this time of year. Um, So you never know what's true and what's not. And then all of a sudden out of left field comes Earl Grant getting the Boston college job. That's just how these things work. And that's okay. Okay. Um, we'll see how it plays out. We don't have any inside scoop here. So, uh, we just got to wait and see. Okay. Moving down to Florida, Jacksonville. People love talking about this Jacksonville job, don't they? Everyone knows what's going on with Jacksonville. I don't know if this is because I, I like, I'm a Florida guy that people keep asking me about this one and thinking that they know, but, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how much interest this low major job has generated, I guess, cause you're in Jacksonville, Florida, it's a great destination. It is a challenging job. Okay, the name that keeps coming up all over the internet is Rob Esan. Rob's got some connections to Doc, uh, Doc Sander, who is running the search uh, with Top Connect. I don't know how how in there Rob really is. I don't know. Maybe he is in there. And I, I hope he is. I, I like Rob. I think he did a really good job at UAB. I think he deserves another shot. Um, but he's one name that keeps coming up. And then uh, Adam Nelson on Hoop Dirt reported uh, these three names earlier today, which I like. Ryan Ritter at Bethune-Cookman. Again, Ryan Ritter is like in the, for me, in the Kyle Smith-Peters category. Young coach who has done nothing but work his tail off and win where he is at a high level. <laughs> Ryan, let me give you some background. In addition to winning at a high level at Bethune-Cookman, which is a very hard place to win, he won at a high level at Daytona State, Community college. Um, I've been to his practices. They're phenomenal. He gets his guys to buy in. He's got an unbelievable way with people. He can get a lot of, out of his players without, you know, being on them and screaming and, and cussing them out. Uh, he's got a fantastic demeanor. So he'd be great. Um, oh, we got, a, we got breaking. We got a text. We heard Link Darner uh, has had a phone interview at Jacksonville. Link Darner would be great. Link Darner uh, had a lot of success at Green Bay before being let go. And before that, he was super successful at Florida Southern, a great division two job uh, in the Orlando area. So Link Darner is one that would make a lot of sense. He's a great coach. He'd be fantastic. Two other names, Jordan Mincy, assistant coach of Florida, uh, and Desmond Oliver, assistant coach of Tennessee. Those two guys, again, have paid their dues. Um, uh, I don't know much about them personally because they don't have head coaching experience. And I just don't know them on a personal level like that to, to speak on their behalf. But those guys certainly have proven uh, to come from, you know, great winning programs in Tennessee and Florida. Uh, they've proven that they can recruit at a high level. Uh, I'm sure think they, they're great on the floor as well. So um, two, two other names that make a great amount of sense success there or make, excuse me, make sense there. Desmond Oliver, you, you hear his name come up for a lot of these jobs, don't you? Um, he must be impressive. I, again, I don't know the guy. Um, okay, where are we going next? Let's talk producer, producer KJ, which one? Okay, we got our producer KJ here now on the line with me helping out, thanks, thanks KJ. Okay, uh, moving along to Portland. We're going to Portland, but I can't find my little Portland icon, so I'm going to make one real quick. Excuse me while I type this out. Boom, Portland, bam. Okay, the name that everyone's been talking about here for a while is Shante Leggins, uh, head coach at Eastern Washington. He's, been, he's done a phenomenal job uh, continuing the success there at EWU and taking them to new heights. Um, he'd be fantastic. Uh, I forgot that Shante Leggins was the same dude that played like I knew him I know him as the coach and I've seen him on the road and talked to him on the road and stuff like that I know him from there but I forgot that he was the same dude that played I think at Cal and Fresno State I saw an article about him there and I forgot that like I didn't connect those two dots So Shante Leggins would be great The other name that I think we report I'm going to say we reported first before anybody is Danny Sprinkle the head coach at Montana State Um, both of those guys are head coaches in the big sky. This would definitely be an upgrade going to the West coast conference at Portland, more money, better facilities, uh, Eastern Washington and Montana state are both difficult jobs. Uh, both guys have had a lot of success at their respective schools. So, um, those would both be good hires. We like both of those guys a lot. And then some of the small college guys that we've talked about, Jim Shaw, Matt Logie, uh, will be interesting to see which direction they go there. Um, OK, are we are we kind of winding down? I think we are. Um, Central Connecticut State got them on the board. I got nothing, guys, nothing new to report. Um, we talked about them last week. We talked about who do we talk about, Scott Burrell um, at Southern Connecticut State. And uh, we talked about I don't have his name in front of me, but an assistant coach at Fairfield who was a fantastic player there. Uh, at central connecticut um so interesting to see where that one goes i don't know um we got the denver job nothing new coming out of the denver camp um i have heard that interviews have been underway um but we'll see pat sellers yes thank you matt pat sellers is uh the gentleman from fairfield that we heard was in the mix at central connecticut state uh yeah nothing new really at denver um, we'll see we'll see what happens there okay before we before we start to wrap up i'm going to pull up some text messages that i'm getting in we got some some word on some people that have interviewed at some places okay ut martin do i need to write the graphic let's write it come on so we've heard this is official uh, montez robinson will not be retained there at ut martin obviously a difficult situation he took over as interim head coach after the sudden passing of uh, Coach Stewart, which was tragic. Uh, Montez is a great guy. Uh, He did a good job. Uh, He did a good job at uh, Alcorn State before heading to UT Martin. So uh, we wish him the best. Unfortunately, that won't work out for him there. Some names that we've heard uh, that have interviewed. Stephen Gentry at Illinois. Steven's fantastic, super sharp. He's obviously uh, had great success there at Illinois this year, but before that uh, had a long, long tenure with Mark Few at Gonzaga. Uh, so Steven certainly is somebody that's ready. Sundance Wicks, assistant coach at Wyoming, who had uh, a lot of success as a head coach at the Division II level um, before making that jump uh, to Wyoming. Uh, you got Luke Gore, assistant coach at Valpo. Luke is somebody who's quietly put in a lot of years Paid his dues. He's really sharp. He's ready for the opportunity. Uh, he's been at Valpo for a long time now. Um, he's great. Heard Link Darner. Again, our guy Link coming up for this job at UT Martin. Um, again, had a, had a run at Green Bay. Had a very successful run at Florida Southern. Um, would, would be happy to see Link back in the game as a head coach somewhere. And then Jermaine Kimbrough, assistant coach at Loyola. Again, they've had so much success there. Um, at Loyola, I think he'd be great. Obviously, anytime you're able to be around a program that wins at that level, that trains you for the opportunity that gets you ready, it molds you, doesn't guarantee success, but it means you've seen how it can work. Uh, and so, so you got to think he's ready for the opportunity as well. UT Martin's a hard job. Um, in my opinion, bottom three job in the OVC, um, not great facilities. Um, I don't think they are they have the, the best financial means. I think it's right there with Eastern Illinois is one of the most challenging jobs in the conference, but they've won at a high level at UT Martin because of guys like Coach Stewart, because of guys like Keith Schroyer, who again, will be on the Right Fit podcast tomorrow. Keith um, Schroyer, the athletic director now at McNeese State will be on tomorrow uh, on a members only Zoom talking about Um, the interview process and and what he looks for. Uh, And we're also, obviously we can't have him on and not talk about his coaching career and how you win at places like UT Martin, um, where he was consistently winning OVC West championships. Um, So um, yeah, it's a hard job, but they have one there. Um, So it'll be interesting to see which direction that they go. What else do we have guys? What have I missed? Uh, Drury came open very good division two job in Missouri. I don't know which direction they go. I would take a look at my guy, Luke Stragey at mineral area uh, community college. Luke has done nothing but win there at a high level um, and would be happy to see him get that opportunity. I don't know if he wants it. He seems very happy where he's at. Um, but he has proven that he, he can win uh, at a high level. Uh, what else guys, anything else before we wrap up for the day? Um, Let's see here, just kind of going through, making sure I didn't miss anything. I will say, as I look through this stuff, I'm very encouraged that uh there is a trend of a lot of these hires, they're hiring coaches of color. Something that's been talked about a lot, but hasn't been practiced a lot. And this offseason, you're seeing uh guys like Micah like Shrewsbury, Earl Grant, um uh Dwayne Killings. Um Oh, I'm 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 drawing blanks here. Uh, Rashawn Burno, um, you're seeing that trend actually come to fruition, which is which is great and is much needed in a sport where the majority of athletes are of color. That representation matters. Um, so happy to see that trend happening. Um, speaking of Rashawn Burno, we just had him, the new head coach at Northern Illinois. We just had him on the Rising Coaches podcast. Uh, on Tuesday, we live streamed it. Today, we dropped it via iTunes and Spotify. Whoa, one of the best episodes we've done. He is impressive. Like he was really, really sharp. There's a lot of I got to go back and re-listen and take notes because he dropped so many gems, and he was so sharp and polished uh, that there's I didn't I didn't catch it all the first time around, but it was really, really impressive. So encourage you to check out Rashawn Bernal on the Rising Coaches Podcast today. Um, let's see on the women's side, uh, Brittany Young at the Austin P job, Brittany Young, assistant coach at Mississippi state. Um, well-deserved. She's a, a bright young star in the profession. And it sounds like just reading the articles there that she, she blew them away in the interview process. Uh, so happy for Brittany Young, um, have heard, let's see, did Memphis hire anybody yet? Memphis women's basketball. I don't think they've made the hire yet. Um, let's see. I apologize. I've been so knee deep in the NIL stuff these last 48 hours that I've been a little bit uh, outside of the loop with all this scoop here. Well, of course, my Wi-Fi is not not working at the moment. So I don't know. Um, here we go. Memphis women's basketball. I do have a couple names for that one if they didn't already make it official. I don't want to sound like an idiot and give you some scoop for a job that's already filled.
1: So just bear with me for one minute. Oh man. Matt Elkin wants my final four picks. I don't know, Matt.
0: I don't know. I got to give them to you. I have to do that. We can do that. Okay. Yeah, so a couple names I've heard uh, for the Memphis women's basketball job. Rika Patterson, my girl at SEMO, she's done an unbelievable job at Southeast Missouri. She led them to a conference championship last year. SEMO's not an easy place uh, to win at. And she, she is, not only has she won, she is so charismatic in the community. She's loved so, so well by both. People on campus, people off campus, by her athletes. And she can coach. She knows the game. She recruits at a very, very high level. They were getting top 100 kids there. Um, So I've heard Rika Patterson. And I've also heard uh, assistant at... uh, This is unprofessional to me. I apologize, guys. I should have this at my fingertips. Again, riding solo today um heard jennifer sullivan as well assistant coach at tennessee so both of those would be great picks um you got one up and comer assistant coach you got one proven head coach enrique patterson so we'll be interesting to see which way they go on that um okay matt you want my final four picks really is that really what we're doing here
1: okay i'm gonna give them to you um i gotta pull out my bracket here
0: just before we get off the air, I do think um, it's hard not to pick Gonzaga. I'm going to give you a couple teams that I think are going are gonna to make a little bit of a run. I think USC, I've got Southern Cal making a run all the way to the Elite Eight. I don't know that they'll beat Gonzaga, but I think they're really impressive. Uh, I think they're a little underrated. I think the Mobley brothers are fantastic. They're so long. And then you get Tajidi who's a who's a clutch shot maker. Um, I like them making a deep run. Ultimately, though, I got Gonzaga representing that that region. Uh, I've got Alabama. I've got Alabama making a run to the Final Four. Um, let's see if I got any other sleeper picks here. I think. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think anything groundbreaking there in that region. Um, I could see Georgetown upsetting Colorado. I think I've watched Colorado a few times. I love those guys. I love that staff. Obviously, Rick Ray is there, one of my mentors. Um, but they've been like, they, it seems like they struggle to score at times. And Georgetown's hot. I could see that, that 5-12 upside, uh, upset. Um, I like Georgia Tech making a run. Those guys are on fire. They're tough. Of course, they don't have Moses Wright tonight. Uh, or is it tonight or this weekend, whatever, against Loyola. But uh, I, I still think they have enough to get past Loyola. I don't know if they'll have him back in time for their second-round matchup against the winner of Illinois Drexel, which will most certainly be direct, uh, Illinois. Uh, but if they have him healthy, I think they can get past them and, and uh, knock Illinois off. I know a lot of people got Illinois winning it, um, but we'll see. I got Oregon State beating Tennessee. That's a big one uh i got oklahoma state making a deep run uh i got clemson making a deep run upsetting some people let's see who else i got north carolina making a deep run i'm going upsets this year i'm not going conventional i really like arkansas i think they're really good and i think they're playing really well um so matt those aren't my final four but those are a couple teams that i like okay i've talked long enough to myself and to my computer screen so i appreciate you guys tuning in Please speak out on behalf of our athletes who are rolling with the hashtag not NCAA property. Let's get this NIL thing passed through. Let's continue to keep pressure on uh, the NCAA to make that change. We appreciate you guys listening and hope
1: to see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody.